Pete. Are you capturing some solid gold audio here? Well, I'm waiting for you. There so. you are. I've got some profound things to say. <laughs> so where are we going today? Today, Cedar Rapids. So, um, yeah, we're going to Iowa. Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of the Nordy Pod. I'm Pete Nordstrom, president of Nordstrom and your host for this podcast. Join me as I take you on an honest, authentic journey through our company and introduce you to many of the fascinating people in my life, one episode at a time. This episode is going to be a fun one because we're taking a special trip over to the Hawkeye State, which is Iowa, for those of you who don't know. We went there to visit two different Nordstrom facilities that are crucial links in our supply chain. First, we'll head to our fulfillment center in Cedar Rapids to help them celebrate 25 years. So how long have you been at Nordstrom? 25 years. So you've been here from the start, 25 yes. years. So do you have any stories of stuff you returned? Like, I can't believe this crazy well, thing that came back there in was here. a lady that had a, um, Looks like a little lizard, about that big. A lizard. Ge- gecko, maybe? A gecko. Yeah, alive. In, in what? In a the, shoebox. In a shoebox. <laughs> and after that, we'll take a ride over to our distribution center in Dubuque, where the folks are celebrating an incredible 30 years of service. It's great to be here with all of you celebrating. Each of these facilities has been absolutely essential to the growth of our business, particularly with the rise of online shopping and an increased demand for speed. Processing enormous amounts of merchandise from thousands of vendors to nearly 350 Nordstrom stores in over 200 cities across the United States. Fulfilling online orders shipped straight to your home and fielding droves of returns, which in and of itself could be an entire episode. Literally everything we sell goes through these buildings, from shoes to apparel, accessories and jewelry, and a whole slew of home goods. It is a mammoth undertaking, and these guys manage it extremely well. So we're going to stop into each of these locations to share our appreciation. We'll also sit down and chat with several employees to learn about what it's like to be part of the massive machine that is the Nordstrom supply chain. We came right through there. That's it. Now, I've been here before. You have? Oh, yeah. Cedar Rapids, I've been here. Nice people. Really important fulfillment hub for us here. I think it was our first online fulfillment hub was out of here. Thank you. Good morning. No one's ever given me a badge. You don't have a badge? I do not have a badge. Maybe yellow vests like you guys. That'd be good. We are not going to be rule breakers here. We're going to be rule followers. Done. Thanks. After you. Eric, coming up steps here. You guys are so safe. You don't run into each other in the oh, stairwell. 
they feel a lot of responsibility to not like tumble down the stairs or something. There was a, don't ruin our record. I know. Don't do not screw up our record here. Okay, not to burn my fingers on a Keurig machine or something. Wow. A lot of merchandise. I'm just following you. I'm not. I'm not I hope you're taking us somewhere. Is this the return spot? Returns inspection. Yes. Yeah. Return, returns is. inspection is something we should delve into. They probably have some stories. Oh, I think they, they probably do. They do, yep. Well, they let's find. Return. Let's find someone to talk to in returns. It would be great. Right here, right here, this front desk has got a lot of energy. Great. Let's talk to them. This is what, Pete What's Norsen. your name? Allison. 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 Pete. So, nice to meet you. So one of the things I'm really interested in knowing about, because I know it's an unusual part of our whole system, is the whole returns processing yeah. with stuff people buy online. And you guys have to actually figure out what it is. Yep. Is it resellable? So can you tell me what you that, do? That's tell me about exactly that. exactly what we have to do. We have to enter it in over in customer returns and then over here in returns inspection, we actually have to look at every piece inside and out, check for good, bad stains. I, I smell the garment myself, honestly. You, um, so you, <laughs> you take it out of the box and you smell it? Yes. And, and that, 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 well, so, that's one way to Oh, that, that certainly would warm. do it. But, so you literally have to like, I mean, this is not gonna, this is not gonna sound indelicate, like smell if there's if body odor, right? If it's got body right? odor or perfume, um, if it has perfume or whatnot, we send it to Last Chance where they can um, sell it for. At a high discount. No yeah, one a wants, high discount. They don't want their stuff to smell like perfume. <laughs> So you have to process returns, everything from a shoe to a jacket to a dress to underwear? Pillows, underwear, yeah. I would imagine then you've probably discovered that, some found interesting some things. things, yes. Yeah, like what, like tell, you have a story for me? I, I, well, I've found underwear in jeans pockets. <laughs> People have had escapades, I'm guessing, yes, on the weekend. Escapades. And there's... So the smells of certain things are clear? Yes. No, obvious. Yeah, it's very clear. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so of all the jobs that happen out here, is this viewed as like a, a good job or like, oh my God, don't make me do that uh, job? I'm one of the only ones from packing that likes coming over here. And so why is that? What do you like <laughs> about your job? Coming over here, it just gives me a different routine, something new to do. Yeah. I mean, I see something new every day. That was really great. Thank, thank you so much for being honest. That was really nice. And I try to be honest. No, you're <laughs> and thank you for doing the work you do. It's yeah, great. Yeah, thank you so much. You're welcome. Thank you. Yeah. All right, watch your head. Yes, watch your head. I know. I, watch your head. Don't I, get hooked. I know. I don't want to, you know, there, we had a big talk about safety and accidents, and I feel like I'm going to blow it here by hitting my head you on stuff. You'd hit your head right on that. I would, I would. Seriously, height is a problem here. <laughs> it is. I need a hard hat. Hi. What's your name? This is Rachel. Rachel. Rachel, I'm Pete. So are you comfortable talking about stuff? I guess. <laughs> if you're not, it's cool. It's fine. Yeah. Okay, so how long have you been at Nordstrom? 25 years. So you've been here from the start, 25 yes. years. From day one. Yeah. And how long you've been doing the returns processing? Since done? 2018. So something comes down the line here. Yeah. It's in a box. Oh, shoot. You, yeah. you know what happens? Sure. You open it up and yeah. what happens? Um, I dump it out. When you say dump it out, you, you take I the merchandise out. Dump it out. Okay, there it is. <laughs> and then like shoes, you can usually tell if they're worn right here. At, on the heel. On the heel. Yeah. yeah, that's your first first place to look. Those don't look like they've been worn. Nope. Well, these are new, but the box was bad, so I had to make a new box. Yeah, so essentially you want the packaging of the box to look like it's new. So if right. it goes, returns to stock, someone doesn't think they're buying. Right, like it got run over by a pork truck. Yeah, that's not good. <laughs> not a good customer experience.
So to be clear, so people don't think they're going to be buying worn stuff. No. If it's worn, we get rid of it. But we mark right. out of stock. We send it to the NPC or last year. Yeah. Right. Yep. So do you have any stories of stuff you returned? Like, I can't believe this this crazy oh, thing yeah. that came back. Like, what a, is this and why is it in here? There was a lady that had a, um, looks like a little lizard about that big. A lizard. Ge gecko maybe? A gecko. Yeah, alive. In in what? In a shoebox. In a shoebox. <laughs> yeah, and they gave it to a guy upstairs. Because he had an aquarium. So someone kept the gecko. Wow. Yeah, someone kept the gecko. <laughs> <laughs> well, look, thank you for taking some time to talk about what you do. And, and thanks for being here 25 years. That's great. Congratulations. <laughs> well, thank you. All right. Good to meet you. Tom over here. Okay. Tom doesn't let any grass grow under his feet. So if you spot him, you got to keep an eye on him. Is he moving? He's moving. Well, that's good. Tom, this is Steve hey, Tom. Good to meet you. Good Big fan of you, sir. I heard your podcast listener. Well, I've only got about halfway through the uh, most recent one, but the mailbag is great. Do you mind talking to us a little bit? Yeah, not at all. Not okay. at all. Can we yeah. do it here, or what yeah, do you want to do? Could, I mean, the ambient level is going to be oh, really that's Okay, we can, go, we can go over there. That's fine. We're going into severe weather shelter area. And there, that's one of them, yeah. That's Extra good. Extra safety. Ah, look at this. Okay. All right. So, so Tom, so how long have you worked at Nordstrom? Well, just a little over uh, two years. And tell me about the job that you do. I support the shipping department here. Shipping, Keep, so outgoing. Exactly right. Yeah, all the outbound stuff, that's under my preview. Yeah. Tell me what you like about your job. Well, I actually, uh, the reason I came on to Nordstrom from all the other offers I had was your guys' culture. And I had a good feeling about it. And then once I got into it, I realized it wasn't just lip service. So I really appreciate the inclusiveness, the employee-centric uh, nature of this uh, organization. Yeah. Well, it's nice of you to say. So you, you talk about coming into a place with expectations. Have we lived up to that? I mean, has that been your experience now that you've worked here for a couple of years? Yeah, I mean, guys, I mean, I'll be honest with you. Like I said, I had several opportunities. What I wanted was a good fit. You know, I, I didn't want to have to interview and, and find another job ever again. Now, unfortunately, that's not going to case because I'm, I'm leaving the company. But oh, you are? Where are you going? Uh, Thailand, actually. Oh, gosh. Yeah. yeah we don't have a no, we don't have facility in Thailand. No, unfortunately not. Not yet. Not, <laughs> not, yet. not yet. But um, yeah, my wife is a, is a dentist. She came to America for her PhD, secured that. She got an offer from her old university in Bangkok to run a, a clinic that they built for her. So wow. it's an opportunity that we... So when are you moving? Uh, I'll be, she, my wife and my son are already there. Yeah. They left last month, and so I'm just closing everything up. Wow. It's bittersweet because oh, yeah. you guys did. You lived up to what my expectations were and a little bit more. Um, I learned a lot here. I've actually had a couple mentors in my career, and I actually found two here as well. So, so tell me about how you feel like what you do here is connected to the mission because, you know, it's part of what we do, mm -hmm. but so much of what when people think about Nordstrom, they think about what happens at a store. So do you guys feel like there's a connection to all that stuff? Because we talk about customers and service and all that. How does that impact what you do? Yeah, it's what we do every day. You know, we're the last line of defense to make sure that the customer has a good experience when they're shopping online. We take it very seriously. If it's something that we can't handle on our own, our ops management, our, our leadership support are fantastic by jumping in and getting us answers. If they don't know it right away, they'll find out and they'll follow up with us, which is something I really appreciate. The, the follow through is it's something that's been spotty through, I'm sure, a lot of people's careers. Here, it's not an issue. Yeah. Hey, it's great to meet you. Uh, pleasure to meet okay, you. Okay, best of luck. All right, thanks, nice, nice to meet you. All right, we're still here at Cedar Rapids, which has been really a fun day so far. And now I'm eating a cupcake, so it's gotten even better. So 
I'm talking with Jennifer here. You, you've been here how long at the Cedar Rapids uh, Fulfillment Center? I am working up to my fourth year, and I've worked here three times. What do you mean three times in four years? I've you've come been, and gone? Yes. This well, is my third time. <laughs> there's a story right there. Why have you come and gone three times in four years? I was a seasonal at first, and then I came back and worked full time for about a year. And then I went to be with my kids full-time mom. Then I came back to be a full-time Nordstrom employee. <laughs> okay. So what job do you do here? I work in the claims department. So tell me what that's about. Claims department, we are taking the merchandise that is out of season or the vendors need back. So we will send our products back to the vendors. We also send products to the East Coast and the West Coast to other warehouses so they can send them out to the stores. Okay. So tell me what you like about your job. I really like my job. I really do. I mean, you don't have to say that. No, you know, I I'm really from you, do. But <laughs> you've been asked to talk because you're an honest person, so that's good. <laughs> I do. I really do like my job. It's different. So what do you There's, like about it? I like sending the products out to the people. We say to the people, to customers. Customers. I mean, do, you, do you like feeling like you're connected to the to the customer part? I of do. It yeah. Yeah. The way I present it and send it out is how I want to receive it. Yeah. I had a trainer tell me to stop making love to the clothes because I was cleaning, taking too long yeah. on cleaning. Cleaning the clothes, <laughs> yeah. folding them. So if we were to go to your house, it's like your closet oh, in perfect no. order no, and everything no, looks no. great. All of my effort is put into work. <laughs> <laughs> I um, do want to say the return policy saddens me. What, okay, talk about what, what about the taking everything back. So you think we take back too many Too much returns? being in returns. It is horrible. So what do you think we should do about that? Do you think it should be like a clear defined policy? Well, like, explicitly these are the terms or what do you mean? Like what should we do? We've put it out there that X Y and Z cannot be returned and they've returned them. Yeah. Things that require batteries. Pardon me. Oh, I think I know what you're talking about now. We had some personal care items that we oh, sold gotcha. in Poppin and yeah, yeah. Oh. Yeah. So I'm sure we, t we returned some of those? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. Okay, now it's coming together. Thanks. <laughs> yeah. Thanks for clarifying. <laughs> well, I mean, so are you telling me, like, okay, That's I'm, just so, I'm so glad I have Pete Nordstrom here, because what I want to tell him is that you, you need to change Stop your return policy. taking vibrators back. Okay. <laughs> 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 okay. It's right on there. It says, okay. do See, not now, take back. But now we really got accepted. right to it. So there you go. I imagine a personal care <laughs> item like that is, and we so well, is it explicit? It, we say don't we don't take that yes, back. Yes. Okay. So that but people does do it anyway. Yes. Is that what you're saying? Okay. Yes. But the shoes, people will return shoes that have been worn and okay. send it back for quality. So what do you think the number one reputational thing we have going for Returns. us with customers? Keep going. Customer care, service. Customer service. Right. And, and when people talk about customer service, if it's the double click into it, what's the next thing they say? Like, well, why do you say customer service? It's because we take everything back. So. I It's it's a oh, double-edged sword. No, I sword. get that. But. Yeah, I think what I'm here to tell you is that while it is true that you probably get some returns back that are colorful <laughs> or insulting or what that that's always been the case, but it's also true that it's afforded us a really great reputation that I mean if if you were to try to go out from a marketing point of view and buy the kind of goodwill that we have, you couldn't do it. It would right. It, it would cost a zillion dollars. So part of the way I think we should think about it is that the return thing that we do is a bit of an investment 
in trying to improve you know, our connection with customers and our reputation with customers. And that comes at some cost. It is not free. No. But it's maybe hard, I think, for you guys to see, but it really is the minority, pretty small minority of what happens. The majority of the stuff, people have honest intentions and there's been sincere, honest problems oh, with the merchandise. completely agree so with I think you what I, I guess all I'm saying is, it's really hard to create clarity and rules around that stuff. It, there requires some judgment. And I think you're going to have to accept some percentage of bad to get all the good. Right. And once once you can kind of put it in that context, it's good. I think, you know, one of the things that's made you good your job, it sounds like you take stuff really personally. Something like the return thing is a good thing to put a little distance between that. <laughs> because if it offends your sensibilities all the time, it's just going to drive you crazy. So I guess what I'm telling you is what I had to learn along the way is you had to you had to kind of go yep. with it and accept that that's part of the deal. I received a box of ammo one time, a very large what, what case. What do you mean, like bullets? Yes, bullets. And the police well, had to come and pick them up. Clearly, we don't we don't sell bullets. Correct. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Okay, that's unusual. And what did you do with that when you got it? You opened the box and there's some bullets. What'd you do? I was pretty excited. <laughs> because why? Because it was something different in your day. Something or completely different. But what did you do with that? Then? I had to give it to the manager. And then what happened? And then they had to call the police to come pick it up. To take the bullets. Yes. Okay. See, I've never heard that. I've heard about a lot of things we've returned before. And today I've learned about two new things that I didn't know that we'd returned. So that's good. Yes. All right. Hey, thanks so much for taking Thank the time you. to talk to me. And, uh, and thanks for the work you do here. You guys are great. Thank you. Sherry, what's your last name? Ketchum. Sherry Ketchum. Okay. We have Sherry Ketchum now. So Sherry, how long have you been at Nordstrom? Um, almost 10 years. 10 years. That's a long time. Mm-hmm. So tell me the different jobs you've done here over 10 years. I have mostly been in returns inspections. So I can only imagine you might have some colorful stories about stuff that's been returned here. Oh, we've seen all kinds of things. All right. So you got to um, give me an example. You know what I think is funny is I never will understand this. We get so many shoe boxes back and there's just knives in it. What do you mean knives? Like it's usually a steak knife. And <laughs> No, wait, did someone buy the steak knife from us or was it just they thought they returned the shoes and they didn't realize that there weren't shoes in there? No, I think they used the knife to open the box that they received their shoes in and then somehow it always ends up back in the shoe box. So this knives. is not this just didn't happen once. No, it happens all the time. It, like <laughs> See, there's another one. I've never heard that before. Yeah, all the time. They literally have a bucket, what they call sharps containers for the knives, just to put it in there because there's so many knives returned. Do we ever say we know who this customer is so we're going to send them their, their knife back? <laughs> we usually don't send the knives back, no. <laughs> I learned today that um, there was a, a live gecko in a shoebox once. Did you hear that story? Yeah, there's been live spiders, <laughs> other creatures. creatures. I'm, sure, I'm, I'm pretty sure we've seen a cockroach. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that makes more sense. Uh, you know, people leave credit cards in their stuff sometimes, and we've seen cell phones come back. There was a scanner that came back from another store one time in the box. I'm like, he must have just been working along and was like, oh, or my scanner so you guys go? should make, it should be like a fun thing. Like what crazy <laughs> things you return today? And you guys could have like the wall of fame of the, of <laughs> the amazing stuff you've taken back. We should. You should do that. That's pretty good. <laughs> yeah. Um, how about in terms of, I mean, you've been here for a while and obviously I've a lot personally invested in the business and all. Any feedback from me about what we could be doing better as a, as a business? I think as a business, it goes pretty well. Like you said, 
the return policy is pretty is pretty good. Unfortunately, we don't. According to all the stuff, <laughs> it's we good. See, unfortunately, yeah, you, to, you, you get, get returned some colorful things. Yes, and you get shoes with no heel on it anymore, yeah. but they're returning it. Here's the deal: it makes for a good story, and someday when you write your book about what happens, you're going to have a lot of good, a lot <laughs> yes. of good ammunition for that yes. uh, that book. Well, look, you're nice to spend some time with me today. I appreciate it. Mm-hmm. I appreciate uh, your ten years working with us. You know, we're we're here actually celebrating the 25th anniversary of this facility, which is pretty awesome. And and there's something like 20 some odd people that have been here for 25 years. It's incredible. Yeah, like my manager is one of them. Yeah, yeah it's crazy. Yeah, you know, anyway, it's it's. I just want to let you know it's fun for me uh, to visit with you guys and see what you do, and uh, just want to let you know how much we appreciate what you do. Yes, well, thank you. And I mean, I think it's great that you come out and talk to people and get to know them. Hey, you know, I learn stuff. It's good. <laughs> So Dubuque, Iowa, you know, it's, it's actually kind of nice here. That nicer weather than Seattle. And uh, we've already had a nice greeting from some folks in the parking lot. But now here we are. We're going to spend a few hours here and um, talk to some different folks and uh, see what we can learn. It's, it's a really nice group of people who have a real important job here. Recognition meeting happening yep. now? Yep, we're heading up there right now. We're upstairs. Okay. Do I need a vest? You don't. Okay. If we're on the floor, you would get that. Okay, you ready? So, to probably better explain uh, supply chain, you know, the theme really of this episode, we have Jason Bell here with us. And Jason, what exactly is your title now? You, we, you, you've been with us a year now, and what is your exact title? I have been with us a year, and I am our Senior Vice President of Supply Chain Operations. Right. I just kind of know he was like the, the head supply chain guy that has to do with the facilities. So yeah. anytime something yeah. comes up that has to do with the facilities, so, oh, I better get Jason involved. So uh, tell me a little bit about yourself. So where did you come from? What, what did you do before you were at Nordstrom? Yeah, so I've been in supply chain for 20 years. Uh, I worked 14 years at Target. Uh, then I spent four years at a company called uh, HEB, which is a big regional grocer. But you know, coming to Nordstrom for me was uh, a dream opportunity. Really loved Seattle, loved the Pacific Northwest, really resonated with Nordstrom's values. Uh, and this job, leading all of the facilities, was kind of my dream job. So it just was a perfect fit for me and uh, my family right now. So what do you like about your job? Uh, well, first and foremost, I love the people. Um, I have the opportunity to support upwards of seven or 8,000 people, depending on the time of year. And you know, where I get my personal energy from are days like today, you know, out here in the building, on the floor. And supply chain is the ultimate team sport. And I come from a sports background. And uh, I just love that team. Look, we win as a team, we lose as a team. And uh, when we do lose as a team, we learn from that and we do things differently to try to win next time. So you talk a little bit about your sports background. Yeah. Let me expand on that, but also how it's helped informed how you do your job. It's a great question. It's so fundamental to who I am today. I grew up um, 
in an extremely competitive uh, environment of uh, growing up in Texas. When you don't I was, sound like you're from Texas. I, and my parents complain lo- about did that. You, did you all lose the your time. twang, or did you never have it? I had it, and I lost it uh, moving around so much. Oh, yeah, yeah, and all these different <laughs> supply chain jobs. I move, I move all over the country, yeah. and uh, but yes, when I go back home, it's a big complaint of, of my, <laughs> that I've lost my accent. But yeah, you know, I think being in a team from a very you know, diverse uh, sport like soccer, where you get a lot of different personalities, you get a lot of different nationalities, you know, you really uh, learn how to work together as a team. Uh, and then ultimately, like what we need to improve on as a team to ultimately win. And so, you know, played high school, uh, played college, uh, had the opportunity to be on a really good team at the University of Tampa, won the, went undefeated, won the national championship. Yeah, uh, we don't have a lot of people here that have won national championships yeah. in sports in college. So that's pretty good. Yes, it, it was a lot of fun. I was uh, very fortunate to be on that team. And I think, you know, one of the best pieces of advice is from the coach on that team was you as a soccer player, you're probably not going to play very much. But one of the things I'm noticing about you is that you're very tall. And so if you learn how to get up front, hold up the ball and score head goals, you know, hit the ball, yeah. uh, you'll play. And, uh, and so you, what you need to understand is that you need to work on your strengths right. more than you work on your opportunities. And I think I've carried that lesson. So forward. you were, you were working on your headers. That's so right. Which explains yes. the loss of uh, yeah, brain cells. Say, it explains a lot about this trip. I'm sure for you. Some yeah. concussion issues. <laughs> yeah. So did you get pretty good at, at the headers and you yeah. got more playing I got, time? I, yes. Okay, yeah. Well, I, got to, I got to play a lot and, uh, Lived on a, a futon in Boulder for a few months, chasing semi-pro, and ran out of money. And for, so, fortunately, I had my parents' uh, gas card, and so drove home on an Exxon card back to back to Texas with my tail between my legs. And then you got into the, then, the whole supply yeah, chain. Yeah, that's right. Oh, wow. That's it. Yeah. So, tell people a little bit about what supply chain is. I think you know people hear that term out there a lot, but in in really practical terms. What does that mean at Nordstrom in terms of what our business is, what you guys actually do? In my area in particular, leading the facilities, we really are focused on moving the product from you know point A to point B, whether that be to the store, uh, to sell to the customer, or here at Nordstrom, we do a lot of movement uh, directly to the customer's door through e-commerce fulfillment. Uh, and then another really interesting thing about Nordstrom supply chain is the amount of returns that we do. So, so how yeah. different is that from other places you've worked? Extremely different. Really? Yeah, very different. Um, and, and that we just take way more. We just take way more returns. Yeah. yeah. Um, and uh, you know, I think a lot of I mean, customers really appreciate that about Nordstrom. They can they can buy something, they can try it on. If it doesn't fit, they can you know bring it back. And you know, it's on us to get that customer credited quickly get that product back into stock so that we can we can sell it again. So it's a big focus. I mean, right now we've got 40% of our hours here at this site are in returns. Wow. Is it, do you find that that return thing ever like offends people's sensibilities that work here? Like, I can't believe we're taking this back. Or do you feel like they're yes. aligned on the mission? Like, why do we do this? Why do we take these returns? Well, they see a lot of interesting stuff. In fact, I was just <laughs> downstairs. Yes, and uh, uh, the stories that were told to me were just unbelievable about uh, what was being returned. Uh, we had some moldy potatoes that were returned. Uh, we had uh, some pop tarts that were returned. <laughs> that that's those got to be accidents, or like so they shipped like their shoes back or something, and then somehow there was moldy potatoes in there. Or do you think they're intentionally sending us pop tarts? Un- unfortunately, sometimes it's you know intentional, but you know sometimes they're they're accidents, and you know we try to investigate those and figure out you know what in the world happened where we're getting a pop tart back in a box um, and, you know, follow up with those customers appropriately. 
But yeah. Uh, how does that conversation go? So, ma'am, I noticed you returned a Pop Tart in that box with that shirt. <laughs> what do they say? I've personally never, they don't let me talk to yeah. customers because I'm the supply chain to, guy. We need but, to know about that. Yeah. That's, a, that's a good one. Yeah. Okay. So, give me another example of like some return things that are just kind of unusual or strange. Yeah. So, the most interesting one that I've heard of uh, was actually today down there on the floor. Uh, the team shared with me that. They just opened up a box and had theirs used kitty litter in the box. That was it. Just yes, and so it was like in a Prada. It was in a Prada box, and you open it up, and there's actual kitty litter in there that's been yeah. So what you know, my cynicism immediately says there's something <laughs> nefarious happening here, but. Is it is it possible that was just like some kind of honest weird mistake that they sent us the used I mean, kitty litter? I guess it's possible, but a lot of stars have to align for that to happen. You know, <laughs> well, hopefully, possible. hopefully we can keep focused on not being too cynical about yeah. this because there might be some yeah. explainable reason. Who knows? Yeah. But uh, I appreciate you giving me new stories to tell. You got it. Great. Well, look at it. it's um, like I mentioned. It's an important part of what happens here, and I'm I'm so glad you're here, and it's it's working for you, and. Uh, Keep up the good work. Yeah, it's an honor to be here and look forward to uh, many more years of working together. Hello, everybody. We were talking a little bit on the way here. I, do you think people know who I am here? I don't know. I mean, I'm Pete Nordstrom, for those of you I don't know, and I'm happy to be here. Andrew, I will try not to screw up your guys' safety record, like fall down the stairs or something. I'm, we, got, we got the speech, first thing. Do not blow it here with safety, so I'm super aware of this. And I got a free shirt, so it's going really well so far. Got some food. I love it here in Dubuque, it's fantastic. Um, you know, it's interesting for me to think back about 30 years because I've been working at Orson for 45 years, something like, a long time. And I was talking to someone down in the lunchroom. They go, I wasn't even born when this thing was open. I'm like, oh my God, it makes me feel old. But um, do we have anybody here that's an original 30 year person? I talked to Rhonda already. And Rhonda, what's your last name? Mosher. Rhonda Mosher, okay. Okay, next up, we have Rhonda Mosher. Now, Rhonda, this facility has been open here for 30 years and as I understand it you're an original yes so what was that like when you came to work here 30 years ago I mean did you even know what Nordstrom was no I um <laughs> so why did you come <laughs> this has got to be a story here I needed a good job and I had heard a lot of good things about Nordstrom and so went down to the unemployment office and stood in line and uh, saw the line and it was wrapped around downtown wrapped around by McDonald's down there and there were so many people, and my husband dropped me off, and he's like, they're like hiring 69 people. There's never, ever going to be a chance that you're going to get hired. And so um, I proved him wrong. You must have been excellent at interviewing. Well, <laughs> I'm nervous just like I am now, but no. So how many different jobs have you had in 30 years here? I started out in Space Saver. What is Space Saver? Space Saver was... Um, where we use these blue totes. It's hard to explain. They I know what those two, totes are. I think we still use those things. I know what you're talking about. They were on two rows of like a higher level and a lower level, and then you tipped them down, 
And then you separated your merchandise, and that was back when we had a receiver worksheet. We didn't have RF devices. Uh So we had to physically count our pieces and write each piece in, each different size, quantity, put it on one the left side of the worksheets, transferred over to the right side, and we had to balance it. Very manual work. Yes. So that's one job. You had the space saver job. How many other different things have you done? Then here? I went to the flat sorter. What what happens in flat sorter? The What's flat that? sorter is um, stuff that's not on hangers. We'll go up there like socks, men's dress shirts, yep. anything that can go onto a flat tray and then just drop. And then when VAS came up, then I moved to VAS, which is value-added service. There you go. Yeah. So the fact that you've been here for 30 years is pretty remarkable. Mm-hmm. And, and I, I should start by saying thank you for that. That's, that's pretty incredible. So what's made you stay here? I really like the atmosphere here, and um, and I love the people. I really, I really love the job. What does a good day look like for you? Just uh, coming in and doing my work and just so, so that I feel good and... I don't get hurt. I Have you ever had any injuries on the job here? No, I haven't. That's good. No. Nope. Do you like the physical part of the job? Depending on what it is, um, yes. I, I and I love to stay busy. If I'm not if I'm not busy, I the day just drags on. I just want to stay busy, and if there's anything I can do to help make the place run smoother, I'm up to do that. Hey, thanks so much. It's it's been fun talking to you, and I I really appreciate 30 years. I mean, that's that's pretty amazing. Thank um, you. Not a lot of people in this company, regardless of where they work, have have done that. And I think, you know, for you to do what you've done, kind of behind the scenes, you probably not gotten enough thanks and recognition for that. So, but I want to thank you for that. It does make a big difference, and you're an important part of of what happens to this mm-hmm. company. So, thanks a lot. Well, thank you. So there's a lot of people that have been here for quite some time. And I think that really speaks to basically what you guys have created for your own community here, why people like working here. And I think that's a great sign of success for any facility is that people feel like they can bring their best selves to work, that they're comfortable, and they enjoy the people that they work with. So I I applaud all you guys for creating an environment that makes people want to work here. Thanks. Um, You know, it, it occurs to me knowing what I know now about distribution centers and how much things have changed. It wasn't always that way. I mean, we always had supply chain and buildings like this and things were happening, but it just it just kind of happened off on the side. I, I grew up in stores and what have you. But in the last, gosh, 20 years, and certainly in the last 10, what you guys do as part of our supply chain network is like a super mission critical thing. And I'm not just talking about it's important tasks. It's literally gone from an operational thing we do to a strategic thing that's at the table for every decision we make about customers. Supply chain is a huge enabler for improving that experience. So I wanna make sure you guys know that the work that you do is connected directly to the outcomes we talk about in this company all the time. So if you wanna be at a place where you have job security because we really need you, this is the place. I'm fortunate here to have Bridget. Bridget, how do you say your last name? Tigus. Bridget Tigus. Now, Bridget, how long have you worked for us here in the Dubuque, D.C.? Um, in February, it'll be 20 years. 20 years. That's pretty good. So what are the different jobs you've had since you've been here? Well, when I first started here, I always thought I wanted to go from door one to door 41. So what does that even mean, door one to door 41? Door one starts in inbound, and then outbound is door 41. Okay. So I've worked in hanging, then I went to inbound went to shoes, 
And now I'm a administrative assistant for claims, claims, for claims department. Yes. So you've done a lot of different things here. Like, what's been your favorite job? I'm going to say inbound because it all starts there. So we'll talk a little about that. I mean, you know, most people listening to this aren't going to really know what we're talking about. But inbound is, and what a distribution center to, is for us is we buy all this stuff from merchandise vendors. It gets shipped to a distribution center, and then you guys split it out to go to stores. So you've got to work all that, right? So basically, inbound starts with unloading a truck. That's correct. And I've done the unloading, and then there's a manifesting. You have to have somebody who sorts all the peels for you, and then you have a receiving employee that scans it all in. So what do you like most about your job? Like, when at the end of the day, you say, I really enjoy that. This Just keep them busy. Keep them busy. The best thing that happened to me was, you know, like I said, I wanted to be able to go from door one to door 41. In one day, and I know it was towards the holidays, we were short-staffed. I started an inbound that day unloaded a truck they needed help in hanging so you you took the box out of the truck and then i hung the product you hung up the garments that were in the box yes okay and once we were done with that they needed help in shipping i loaded that same carton on the the truck listen you describe a a good day that was probably a good day for you because that was an awesome day and you liked it yeah it just that's what it was about But the thing that I probably have a bigger appreciation for now than I ever have is the way we work and why we do what we do and kind of the how, the culture of a place, the humanity that a company can have. A company is not just a big monolith of activities, it's made up of people. And the best thing that I think we can do is bring together people with a like-minded purpose and and have a culture that (laughs) that serves that really well. I mean, has anyone ever heard of, we've got this deal here at Norseman called the Inverted Pyramid. You guys ever talk about that? Well, essentially what it means is in most organizational structures and companies, it's like a pyramid and at the top it's the CEO and then you know, it goes down and, and then the people at the bottom are like what you guys do are salespeople in stores. And at our company, it's exactly the opposite. Things flipped around. The most important people at our company are the ones that interact with customers, the ones that do all the work. And the people at the bottom of the pyramid, people like myself at the very bottom, are basically just there to help support and enable it to work well. And I've got such an appreciation for the importance of the people at the top of the pyramid, because frankly, without that, you know, we don't really have a company. Hi. Nice to meet you. Hi. Thank you. Hi. Pete. Levon, Levon, nice to meet right. you. All right. All right. Levon, what's your last name? Savelle. Levon Savelle. And how long have you been here? 17 years. Fantastic. So give me an idea of the different jobs you've done here. Well, I kind of started here um, in VAS, went to the hanging, which was a little too slow for me, for me so I went to the hang sorter. Kind of went from there to uh, asset protection up front. Okay. And I love it there. So tell me what a day is like for you at the front desk. Like, what, what does that all entail? <laughs> what are your specific duties there? My main goal is safety, security of the building. Um, so like random people like me can walk in and you yeah. say, who are you? I know that you're coming. Uh, you're <laughs> coming. <laughs> that was not a surprise today. <laughs> no, no surprises. But um, it is a lot of fun up there. There's a lot of good, fun people that come through. A lot of volunteers for overtimes and fun on the floor. I mean, we used to have a lot of fun on the floor trying to get all that freight pumped out. So how is that fun? <laughs> well, in, in, in inbound, when I worked in inbound, we used to kind of be on different trucks and see you could pump more out of your truck, you know. <laughs> who, you had who could a, unload the truck the fastest? Yeah, kind of. <laughs> <laughs> so you guys are kind of competitive then. <laughs> yeah, we were. Same And the same at the sorters. I mean, the hangs, when I was at the hang sorter, we'd every day trying to get more and more through, see who could have that high number. And yeah. Is it crazy for you to come here to a smaller city, different culture? Well, it's not so much 
that it's a different city. I think it's just the nature of what the work is, you know, because I grew up working in stores. So it's interesting to come here and see what you guys do. It's, it's fascinating for me because it's just different. But what's become increasingly true is that the supply chain part of our business is way more strategically important than it's ever been before. I mean, I, for one, have a much larger appreciation for the role that distribution centers play in, in that. But uh, it's a long answer to your question. But it's <laughs> it's fun for me to come here. And I, and I also like seeing the pride of the people that work here. And they like it and, and getting to talk to people like yourself and find out what you like about your job, what have you. So that'll, that'll kind of be my last question. I don't think I asked this directly. But what's a great day look like for you here at Nordstrom? Uh no emergencies. No emergencies. <laughs> no drama. <laughs> no drama. <laughs> a nice quiet day. Actually, um, I really like, I love the overtime days when it's busy and it's just crazy chaos up there, but it's, it's fun. It, everybody, you know, is very good about getting along and, you know, moving around for the other. You know, what's it's interesting great. is the only common answer I've had from the different people I've talked to is what they like about their job is they like that they're busy. I love the busyness. You like being busy. I love being busy. It's always busy up so there. So would you tell someone, look, at if you don't want to be busy, this isn't a good place for you. If you like being busy, it's a good place for you. Would you say yeah, that? Yeah. Your day goes really fast. Yeah. It really does. It's exciting. You meet wonderful people, great jobs, great people, great teams. And so when, when people ask me about the future and, you know, it's been hard and where do we think this is going and what are you optimistic about? I will tell you that um, what I'm most optimistic about is our people. I, we have the best people in our industry and that gets proved out no matter what facility, store I visit. Um, I'm, I'm just always so impressed and grateful and humbled by how nice everybody is and you know the sincerity about wanting to do a good job. So thank you for being part of that. Thank you for 30 years and thank you for being so welcoming to me and, and the team here today. Well, that's the show. We're really glad you're with us on this journey and we hope you keep listening. The easiest way to do that is to subscribe to the Nordy Pod wherever you get your podcasts. And while you're there, please take a minute to give us a like, a share, and a review so other people can find this thing too. For more information about the show, head to nordstrom.com slash nordypodcast where you can listen to episodes, see upcoming guests, and learn about how to get involved. We really want to hear about your experience with Nordstrom. So if you have a story about how you receive great service or even bad service, send us an email to nordypodcast at nordstrom.com. You can also give us a call and leave a voicemail. And you just might hear your voice on a future episode of the show. That number is 206-594-0526. So don't be shy. Drop us a line and be part of the Nordipod. And make sure to tune in next time when I sit down with former NBA legend, the Chicago Bulls, Bob Love. My first basketball goal was the coat hanger that I stole out of my grandmother's closet. And my first basketball was a pair of my old grandfather's smelly, stinky socks. <laughs> and I filled it up with cotton rags and I had to go around shooting that line drive jumper. And I, I wanted to make the NBA. Bob's story is truly inspiring. Refusing to settle for a life of picking cotton in a small Louisiana hometown, Bob battled a debilitating speech impediment and became the first person in his family to go to college. 
He then rose to greater heights playing professional basketball for the Chicago Bulls, where he was without a doubt one of the greatest players of his generation, where he set several NBA records, some of which still stand today. Bob's story also includes a proud moment for our company and really a pivotal moment for him and his career and his life when he came to work for us at the Nordstrom Cafe. You're not going to want to miss hearing about Bob's story and the progression of his career, where it's taking him, and overcoming a really challenging disability. So join us next time on The Nordy Pod. Nordy Pod.